Well, good morning and welcome to Noah's Window. Mary Alice, I want us to kind of piggyback onto what we talked about yesterday because at the end of our long Noah's Window, we talked about Christ followers who can feel all alone because yes. they're in a scenario, either in a family or work situation, uh, where they may be uh, unpopular for standing for truth. And that's very common in our world today. Yes. And a lot of people who claim to follow Jesus are folding like cheap suits. And the Bible said this was going to happen. The Bible said there would be a great falling away. So our times are similar in a way to Jeremiah's times. Yes. And so here's Jeremiah. He's a young man. He's called to preach when he's very young. Um, and he's bringing God's message of impending judgment if there's no repentance to people that are living very uh, self-focused um very indulgent lifestyles and as you pointed out yesterday even the other religious leaders are caving and they're telling the people what they want to hear all the time god is warning them that the babylonians are on their north border and god is about to utilize them to bring judgment upon the people of judah and here's the thing that i find interesting and you and i've been reading through the book of jeremiah i know we both love it very much jeremiah feels caught in the middle yes because on one hand, he doesn't want to participate in what the people are doing, and yet God keeps putting this constant pressure on him to bring a message that only gets Jeremiah in trouble. Yes. And so in, in Jeremiah chapter 15, which we were in yesterday, Jeremiah is talking to God about how uncomfortable it is to stand with him in a time when it's not politically correct. Yes. And he's not bailing on God. He's just saying, God, you keep putting me in these difficult situations. And I wonder if you've ever felt like that yes. because, you know, you're in a discussion and, and something comes up, you know, uh, you know, maybe like if, like we'll get an example of it today would be the transgender yes. issue. And if you say, well, wait a minute, I believe God made male and female. Oh, my, you know, you're not sympathetic and, and, and you're a hater and all these kinds of things. It's not easy to stand up for the truth. And, and we can feel like, God, you keep putting me in difficult places. They kept, they kept telling Jeremiah he was just gloom and doom. That's right. We don't want to hear from right. you. You're just gloom and doom. So Jeremiah's having a conversation with the Lord. And the whole, whole uh, chapter of chapter 15 is worth reading because it so speaks to our times. So Jeremiah is not talking to the people for God right now. He's talking to God about the difficulty of his job. And he's saying, God, I didn't join in with him. You know, this is in verse 17. I didn't join in the merry feasts. And here's what he said, and I think it's so painful. I was just sharing with you. I did a series back, I think in 1991 or 92, called Bible Headlines. And this verse, verse 17, there's a little phrase in there that I picked as the first headline. And Jeremiah said, I sat alone. Mm. In other words, you're, and he said, I sat alone because your hand was upon me. In other words, it's God, your, your fault. It's your fault that I'm all by myself. And he said, I was filled with indignation at their sins. And so he wants to know, to, he wants to ask God, why does my suffering continue? And instead of the Lord saying, ah, oh, Jeremiah, I guess you can find a softer way of saying this. God is pretty frank with Jeremiah. He said, if you speak good words rather than worthless ones, you'll be my spokesman. And then here's the line that you love and I love, and we're going to talk about today. God said, you must influence them. Do not let them influence you. Yes. That came from heaven. 
Yes. That was heaven's order to Jeremiah. As upset as Jeremiah was, God was like, Jeremiah, I sent you there to influence them. Do not let them have influence over you. You know, sometimes I think it can feel like th that it doesn't work. I I'm sure that Jeremiah felt like he it was pointless what he was doing, but God had told him, you know, I, when they when they stand in judgment, I can say I had a spokesman there to give you the truth. And the second thing I would say is sometimes we think nobody's listening and nobody's processing. When we have God's word and we give them God's message, sometimes we think nobody's listening, but sometimes we can be surprised. Mm -hmm. um, because just because we don't see an instant response doesn't mean that God isn't working. We've watched this. God can take the truth and make it work. The Holy Spirit will work that in the hearts and minds of people that maybe we don't ever even see. But God sees and God knows and we're there on His on His errand to proclaim His truth. It reminds me of the scripture that says God's word's never going to return void. Mm -hmm. So is it going to fall on the rocky, hard soil, the no. stubborn and rebellious people? Yes. But there will be some people out there that even if they don't respond right away, they're listening and God is working. And we need to remember that our job is here to continue to bring the truth and, and uh, influence the people even if we don't feel it and even if we, maybe we don't see it although we God has blessed and we do see how God is working but even if you're in a situation where it feels like nobody's listening I just I just talked to someone today who's in a very really antagonistic environment and yet God gives her opportunities and she's seeing uh, responses so don't give up on the people remember that it's our job here to be an influencer yeah, and the thing I can't get away from, Ralph, this is serious business. Yes. Because as, as upset as Jeremiah was, God is not God is not placating Jer Jeremiah's upset feelings. God is saying to Jeremiah, "Don't change, don't don't cave." And and I think it's worth saying today. And this is it's kind of hard for me to say, but I know a lot of you watch Noah's Window who are part of other churches. If you're part of a church that's kowtowing to this political correctness, which is it may be political correctness in this world, but it's 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 incorrectness on a grand scale to, to God. If you're part of a church that's that's caving, you need to get out. I mean, it could be well, Grandma was in this church, or or my parents helped start this church. Hey, listen, you need to think about where we are. We're in the last days, and it's really critical. Uh, it's on my mind today because you and I have a pastor. Uh, sort of a friend who pastors a very large church. We've actually partnered uh, back in, in many days ago with things that they were doing because they were very innovative. But this pastor, we've been watching him step slowly away from a firm adherence to the Word of God. And he just had a conference in which he he fronted as, as speakers to uh, men who are married to each other. And he has affirmed that. He, he has affirmed that. that. And I'm like, wow, how did this happen? Because this is a guy that you and I both know. There was a day when he was preaching, at least we thought, he was preaching the truth, the Word but of God. But essentially, because you pointed this out over the most recent years, the first thing he did was to distance himself from the Word. Mm -hmm. He distanced himself from the Bible and, uh, and discredited and I, I would yeah. tell you in those days, even like 10 years ago, this yeah. is going somewhere. I don't know where he's, he's going. He's headed in a direction. He's headed in a particular direction. You know, okay, so this reminds me of what we've been reading in Jeremiah. Mm -hmm. Because the prophets during Jeremiah's time, they, they, were, they qualified as God's prophets, and so they tried to play both sides. Mm -hmm. They say, well, this is what God says, but then they were also, a lot of them were also participating in bell worship. Right. 
And and that's what we're seeing. It's speaking out of both sides of the mouth. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's and, what. And they're saying things that are mutually exclusive. Exactly. Yeah. And yet, there people are just kind of bobblehead and nodding yeah. along. But we need to be carefully thinking through what we're being told because just simple logic would tell you it can't be both ways. We you know, I remember listening to him talk. And this is more recent days. Talk about how he how, why he changed the focus of his ministry. He said he was listening to a, a, a YouTube or some kind of uh, podcast with an atheist who was, um, you know, spouting his stuff. And, and this pastor said, wow, you know, he just really rocked me. And I thought, if we're going to reach people that this guy's talking to, then we've got to rethink things. Well, you know, and to me, that was so silly because I've been listening to the I've been listening to the things that atheists have been spouting for years. It, it hasn't changed. It's the same thing. It goes all the way back to Ingersoll. And I mean, actually, it goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden and Satan. You know, has God said? Exactly. You know, I mean, yeah. you think about Genesis one and two. God said, God said, God said. You know, let there be light, and you know, God said. And then, and then along comes Satan, and he says, "Has God said?" Mm-hmm. And that's where the same question old trick. comes in. So, same you know, I don't even buy that idea that oh, the atheists have such grand arguments that I've got to start thinking about. I don't think so. I think there was a point where doing what Jeremiah is talking about here. Proclaiming the word of God as it is becomes politically unpopular, and I so want to be popular that I'm willing to concede what the word of God says. I just uh, well, and that pastor said, you know, we can teach Jesus without the Bible. We can we can distance ourselves from the Bible. We can even discredit the Bible, and we can still teach Jesus, which doesn't make any sense. And I, you know, I feel like that's um, that's just a. a such a huge oh and he said we don't need the bible because we have eyewitnesses but but this is the eyewitness yeah, right. account we know about the eyewitnesses because is, of, yeah. it's such a it's, a it's such a circular nonsense. argument I mean, it's nonsense hey i would have loved to have debated that when i was in high school i would have taken that debate every day and twice on sunday actually twice on saturday too i guess it is. <laughs> but again i'm not picking on him i'm just saying the word of god is so clear to all of us in the last days that like God told Jeremiah, you're not to let them influence you. You're to be an influence on them. And clearly, God was saying to Jeremiah, you're having more influence than you realize. And I think one more thought that had floated through my head a minute ago. I think in the spring you're going to be speaking some on the authenticity of the scripture. Right. So I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> well, I think I, I, you're not giving it away, I don't think, because I think I mentioned it in one of the services. Oh, okay. okay. So it's okay to talk about it, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but our pre-Easter series is called The Authentic Jesus, and we are going to be talking about the authenticity of scripture. We're going to be talking about how we know the Bible can be trusted, Yes. who Jesus is. Because Paul said, you know, that you need to be careful that you don't preach another Jesus, which mm-hmm. he said there's not another but it is a misrepresentation of who Jesus is, and we don't want to do that, especially in these last days. So again, that's coming up probably starting around the 1st of March. Yes, a lot to look forward to. Well, thank you for joining us today on Noah's Window. Um, it's a it's a stiff warning, especially, I, as I sit here, I think to me maybe even more than anybody else because I have a job, at least at New Spring, I have the job of not only proclaiming the Word of God, have the job of leading New Spring and shaping uh, the vision that we have. And hopefully, I'll always be true to the Word of God. Yes. Would you pray for us, Mary Ellen? Yes, let's pray. Father, thank you so much for all that you've allowed us to be part of. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for giving life and sustaining it. Thank you for the truth of your Word that we can trust and rely on. Thank you for your 
careful uh, protection over us. And Father, I just pray that in this day and hour, you would help us to be influencers for you, that you would help us to have strong faith and great courage. I just pray that your Holy Spirit would just fill us and use us for your glory and honor. For everyone that's watching or listening today, I pray that you would just draw them into your presence today. May your Holy Spirit fill them and guide them, bring peace and direction and uh, whatever is needed in their life today. And we'll be careful to give you the glory and the honor. And we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for praying for us, Mary Alice, and thank you for joining us. Bill, before we say goodbye, uh, today is the day for Book by Book. Yes. And that's tonight at? At 6.30. And, you know, uh, we're going to be introducing a book that a lot of Bible scholars say, I'm not going to say it's the most important book in the Bible, but a lot of Bible scholars believe this is where you start if you're going to study the Bible. And that's the book of 1 John. And we're also going to be looking back at 2 Peter. At 2 Peter, which 2 Peter is a book about prophecy. So it's going to be a very, very meaningful night. So. Yes, we'll look forward to seeing you. Uh, you can let us know you're coming if you want to go to newspring.org slash book by book. If you haven't had a chance to register, just come ahead. We have more chairs. So we would love to see you tonight at Book by Book. And when the cameras were off, you said we've got uh, something unusual coming up. Yeah, we're going to we're gonna have a little different approach on First John. I'm kind of excited to introduce that to you tonight. Uh, it'll be different. We'll see how that goes. It'll be time well spent and we yes. would love to see you and we love it of course when Noah's window family members let us know that they watch us on Noah's window and they're book by book too yes we love that so we'll look forward to seeing you tonight and if not we'll look forward to seeing you here on Noah's window tomorrow that's right God bless God bless see you soon